What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Novel Black Girl. It's your girl, Vaniqua Renee, and I'm here with my lit chick, Halana. Say hello to the people. Hey, y'all. And we are covering a new book today. I'm going to give you a heads up. We are talking about all the spoilers. So if you did not get the chance to read Single Black Female by Tracy Brown, pause us right now, go read that book, and then come back and have this conversation with us because we are about to get into all the tea of this book for sure. Um, For those of you who did read it, I'm still going to start with a little synopsis because there's a lot of characters in this book. Like even when we were talking about it, we just had to take a moment and like, who's in this book? What they do again? What's their names? So I will give some synopsis. If you don't mind the spoilers, I'll give enough to make sure you understand what's going on. You can follow along. Um, So the book starts out with Ivy. Ivy is a mom of two sons, Kingston and Noah. And she is fake married, jail married to Michael. They are really married legally. No, it wasn't legal. I thought it was. Oh. No, did a little mini ceremony and it's not legal. It's a jail marriage. It's a Yandy and Mendeecee's marriage. uh, Not a, oh my God. It is. (laughs) It's a little jail marriage. She wore that wedding ring like it was it. So did Yandy. I can't deal. Anyway, Ivy is jail married to Michael, and they have two sons together, and he goes to prison for a long bid. He actually did the crime. He also took a friend along with him to prison who wouldn't snitch on him, Rashid. And he had nothing to do with it. Rashid had nothing to do with that crime. He did some other stuff with Michael, but the thing they went down for, Rashid actually didn't have anything to do with that murder, because it was murder they went to jail for he went because he wasn't snitching. Street code. Um, and Ivy decides beginning nice. of the book. <laughs> I'm just keep talking about street code like you've been there. <laughs> Jesus. So we the book starts with Ivy telling Michael she is no longer going to make these bi-weekly visits to him with his son. So she is driving hours and hours away to the prison frequently with her sons and it's become too much. She's done this for years now. She's ready to get back in these streets and start dating and living her life. Um, She just bought a house in Staten Island with her boys and it goes down. Deja is Rashid's, well, was Rashid's girlfriend when he went to jail and she did not stick with him and make those visits and remain as his girlfriend the whole time. So my first question is, are you right or that? Would you be an Ivy? Would you be a Deja or something completely different? Um, I would be a Deja, but not completely. Because what she did after she decided not to be where she was not for me. I can't see myself marrying a cop like she did. Really? They have great benefits. I bet they do. <laughs> I bet they do. I bet. But yeah, no, I don't I don't see that being in my near future. Would you have introduced him to his daughter and let his daughter come see him? Oh yeah, because Deja has a sixteen. He was pregnant when he went to jail. He was pregnant when she went to jail. And she did not take her daughter to see him while she was in jail, right? Ever. Yeah, I think so. Um, would I then would I then let 
my ex come see his kid after he got out and she like 16, 17 years old? No, like, would you take the baby to go see her dad while he's in prison or let them have a conversation over the phone? Oh, Jesus. Uh, Listen, man. I don't know. This is a big, uh, that's a big what if for me. Because probably, I probably would have. It wouldn't have been frequent. It would have been like, here's some pictures and then every, you know, few months or a year or so we can yeah. go and take it it wouldn't have been like uh ivy where she was going every other week or whatever she was doing because well, that's her not like because they knew their dad before he went to jail i mean King Barely, though. Son, but the other one knew Noah knew him Noah was only like three or four when they went to when he went to jail he i was thought really- kingston was three or four and noah was like six no, I think I think Kingston was a baby still. I think Kingston was a baby, like just born, or she might have been pregnant. So I I don't think I would have done that either if I was Ivy. Never, so they would never see their dad. They would have seen him, but not as frequently as she was doing it. Got it. He was going what like every twice a month, I think she said. You put money on the books, Yeah. It's his money, so I guess, yeah. Take it. Is it his money? She works hard. I mean, some of it, at first it was his money. Like, they were still living off his, his, you know. Yeah. Business, his business account. <laughs> <laughs> so I probably would have definitely put some money on his books because he was technically taking care of them once he got put in there. You know, bought his sister the house, bought. Uh, make sure Ivy had what she needed for the boys and all that stuff. So putting some extra cash on his books, it ain't no problem. Would you be fake married to him still? I don't see myself being fake married to nobody, jail or not. <laughs> really? No. That's a business move. Put some, put some, but it would how? What makes your marriage real? The church ceremony or the government papers? Both. Okay. Both. Okay. Like if I was Yandy, I know we're not talking about Yandy, but I would do the same thing because it's a business move. I'm not about to take on all these taxes and penalties and fees from the government. And he wasn't in jail when she made that decision yet. Like he well, just still had pending fees and the government had access to stuff because he had been. Like, I'm not doing that. So we can go to church. So if it wasn't a real marriage, how does that change any of it? Well, it depends on your definition of a real marriage. Like, do you say your your marriage is real once you've had the commitment, the commitment and ceremony under God's eyes, or do you say my marriage is only validated once the government also validates? It? I mean, if it's a business move, wouldn't it only be a business move if the government has their legal paperwork? Though that's what I mean. The government won't recognize it unless it's documented. Yeah, that's why I was asking you your definition. So according to your definition, you need the government papers. Because too. Like, no, you don't get no benefits from it without that. That's what I'm saying. Okay. What benefits do you... I'm talking about... The, no, I'm talking about you saying like it's a business move at that point. But if it's not... What benef- What business move do you get? What business benefits do you get? Tax benefits? You have to have a document that is... That's what I'm saying. And so for me, that's just the business portion. That's exactly what I'm saying. So that's why I get 
the fake marriage between Michael and Ivy or between Yandy and Mendes. But I also don't consider, for example, Yandy and Mendes' marriage fake because they did the ceremony under God and respect those vows. So to me, their marriage is just as valid as anybody else's. Yeah. And I get why they didn't take it to the government. And I would have also made the decision to do that. As so well. Ivy and Michael could have also had them saying vows. It's just they didn't do it in a church. They did it in a jail. They could have had a priest and everything. So what? Yeah, agree. So they did it right before he went to jail. So it's a real marriage thing. Is it? Depends I- on whose standards it is. I would say so if they had the paperwork and all that stuff. Like, if they got to go through a process to get divorced, I would say it's a real marriage. I mean, that's no process to get divorced, right? Uh, There's no process to get divorced when you do it like that. When you have paperwork? They don't have paperwork. That's what I'm saying. So what business benefits did she get from being fake married to Michael? None. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't see, I wouldn't have done that. That's my point. I wouldn't have done it. She's not getting anything out of it. Out of being fake married to him. She's getting nothing out of being fake married to him. She got street cred and access to the funds. It's not legal funds. She had access to it anyway. On the ground, still sending the money. I don't know. I don't know. I ain't never been in this life. You know what I mean? Like she, It ain't like the money sitting in a bank account that she ain't got access to unless she married to him. I doubt. He might have been like, I ain't putting your name on no account unless you marry me. <laughs> Man, bro, you go give me some money for these kids. Or you ain't gonna get no money for your books. <laughs> yeah, because Patsy ride or die. Patsy would have given him money. But she was taking money from him too, so she would have had to. <laughs> I don't know. I think I would have been a mixture between Ivy and Deja. Really, probably not Deja at all. I would have, I can't say that I would have brought my kids to the prison itself. Mm-hmm. But you could definitely do like the video phone calls they can do in jail, they could have that type of relationship. I don't want to normalize for my children going through all of the precautions you have to take just to even visit someone in jail. Mm-hmm. I'm not normalizing trips to a prison for my kids, but we can absolutely do like the video calls. I would absolutely put money on his books. And if I were in a relationship with you, I could see I would start off in that first year going to visit. But if they give you a bid for like 15 plus years like they gave him, I'm not going to agree to wait for you. Yeah. That's not how I operate. So we would have had that clear understanding off top. Because I think any of my exes know she ain't ride or die. She might put that money on my books. Mm-mm. Her family might, you know, pray for me while I'm in there, right, every now and then. But she's not waiting for me. I'm not ride or die. I'm not ride. I'm writing because I'm going to always keep your book stacked. Even if I met somebody new and married somebody new, like I will make it clear. My kid's father, I am going to always put something on his books. For murder, bro. <laughs> yeah, but if I didn't have a problem with it before he went in and I knew what he was up to, I can't switch up on In my head, I'm not going to switch up on you and act like surprised and shocked. It's not like a St. Patrick where someone could possibly not know. She knew what he was into. That's real. So if you know and you agree to it, you sticking it out. That's fair. 
I'm at least keeping them the books ready. Making sure he took taken care of for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because no matter what, no matter whether I you set me up and I take off in my career, it's still all because you set us up at some point or another. Yeah, that's true. For me to be able to do this. But, but he did his father. He what? Yeah, your kids. Father. His father. Yeah, yeah. But he did talk about how more than anything, he just wanted people to come see him. Like he looked forward to the visits and to feeling like he could escape all of the chaos that he was experiencing in jail. I get that. That's what you have sisters to do. Oh, okay. I get that. My, I'm not putting my kids through that just because, like, be, especially because you did it. Rashid is different. I might take a different approach with you because you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But you were still in the game, so you knew the risks. That's true. What do you think about Michael's approach to telling Ivy, though? Like, <laughs> he went off on her. He was desperate. He went off, like. And they had people following her and tracking her moves. Like, yo, that's crazy. I Now, my question is, like, would that have been enough for you to keep going to visit? Like, would you have been nervous enough? I don't think he was going to hurt her. He would have hurt anybody. He probably would have hurt anybody she was messing with, though. Yeah, because he was not feeling James. He was like, (laughs) I don't know, man. Let's talk about James. James was a dude. So Ivy ends up talking to someone named James. And Michael is at this point threatening Ivy that she better not move on. And then he's sending goons to threaten James that he better leave Ivy alone. Including Rashid, who gets released from prison. And he sends a message to Rashid like, yo, there's a nigga named James. Handle that. Rashid steps up at one point and then he's like, "Mm, nah, he likes her and she deserves happiness. But the thing is, Ivy wasn't even looking to like go out and start dating. She just kind of ran across him because somebody, Noah's car broke down or something, right? Yeah, after the party. And James worked at the auto shop. Yeah. And so she just kind of met him that way. It ain't her fault. It don't matter. She could have been out on dating websites. She had the right to date. She did. It just seemed, it probably seemed real soon to Michael. But anyway, James was great. I did like him. His if you were James, would you have stuck around after getting threats from Michael's goons? No, 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 bro. No. You would have left? No, nah, yeah, absolutely. That's too much drama for me. Too much drama. So if you're dating a guy, his ex-wife is in prison, and she got hoes rolling up on you, like, leave my man alone or we're going to jump you. Yep. You out? It's a wrap. A rap. Really? They they had just met each other like two weeks ago. Like, but he liked her. I don't care how much I like you. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't need that type of baggage in my life. <laughs> I do not need. That. He was from the street, so it would be like you got a crew as as well. That'll pull up for you if they need to. Why we gotta do all that? I don't even know you like that. I don't know if I'm leaving. <laughs> you sucker. You're such a sucker. I'm leaving. You're such a sucker. <laughs> man and I'm sticking to him. Pull up there. <laughs> nah, man. He literally. Nah, I don't know if I'm leaving. I don't know. He had literally just met that girl. I know, but he liked her a lot. He didn't know enough about her to really like her for real. Some people fall easily. Like you, I'm aware. And they know. Well, no, I think some people like know for real more easily. Like uh, they end up marrying that person. Oh, got you. 
if I ever come across a man like that, then pro- I probably would stick besides some mess. But I ain't experienced that just yet. So I don't know what that's like. And I can't. You haven't experienced a man worth me fighting girls over yet. No, absolutely not. Uh uh-uh. uh. That's true. I don't think that's like at all. But if you were Ivy, would you keep dating James, even though you're getting these threats from your ex-husband? Yeah, because him, she know Michael ain't really about it. <laughs> would you be more sneaky about it or still out and about and in his face with it? She wasn't doing nothing wrong. Not for real. So yeah, I'd do what I was doing. Okay. Now let's put the shoe on the other foot. You're Michael. What are your expectations from your spouse? Communication. Tell Via me. phone or in person? In person. Tell me before. She did come to him and say, hey, from now on. But she could have told him earlier on. I mean, in general, with visits, my kids, how would you want your partner to navigate that? If you um, if I go to jail, you better come see me. <laughs> with the kids or without the kids? Well, I got to have kids in this scenario. That's your Michael. <laughs> you have two sons. I can't even think. Of, Michael is a goon. I can't even put myself in his shoes. This man murdered somebody. That's true. <laughs> like, that's a lot to put myself. Okay, let me think. I'm a murderer, and I got kids. You're not a murderer. Maybe you go to jail for inside trading. Uh, I don't know. You're Martha Stewart, and they put you away for 15 years, though. And no, you got kids I, and a husband. I'm Michael, and I'm a gangster. Who murdered somebody and I got kids <laughs> and my wife is on her stuff and I'm gonna want her to come visit me because we was together for so long before I got locked up. For all fifteen years, your expectation is you come visit me. I mean, I wouldn't expect her to be there as often as she was. So like I think he got used to her coming every other week. I, I don't I wouldn't expect that. I would expect you know, maybe once a month, every other month, every few months. But for 15 years, twice a month, that is a lot. I would not expect that much of anyone, especially somebody with young kids, two young kids. That's a lot. That's selfish. Okay. So I don't think I could have required that of my spouse. Now, I am going to want you know, calls and stuff when you can't come visit. Like weekly calls? No, I don't even like talking to nobody that much. I mean, you're in jail, though. It's a lot of people in jail I could talk to. Not really. (laughs) I could go. I could go. I understood him. I understood his neediness. You can't trust anyone as the murderer in jail. You probably got enemies in there alongside with you. And I can't imagine. That's true the mind games you go through in there. So I understood where he was coming from. In my most ideal setting, it would be like, cool, each person take a week so that once a week I have some visitor, whether it's Patsy does the first week of the month, Coco does the second week of my, or however y'all want to divide it up each month. That would be the most ideal situation between y'all, the sisters, his ex-wife, and friends in the street. Make a rotation where somebody can come visit me once a week. Every week. But if it's between like seven people, That's three still people feels like once every seven weeks. That's still a lot, though. I need to see somebody every week. I'm needy. 
going crazy. I can imagine being in jail, period. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so needy. Move across the street from the jail and come see me every day, please. 15 years. That's a lot. In jail. Um, so you talked about Bobby earlier. So we got Deja who decides while she's pregnant and Rashid goes to jail for something he didn't do, but he was in the game. She freaks out and says, I can't handle any of this and runs away to be a single mom. She even kind of distances herself from her family for a little bit and meets a man named Bobby, who is now a detective, and marries him and lives a much more safe life. And he takes on daddy role with Bree. But Bree knows about her dad, Rashid, and that he's in jail. She knows he exists and she's very curious about him. And Nikki is Deja's sister, and she does not like the fact that Deja married this cop and is living this safe, bougie life. Do you agree with Nikki or understand her perspective? Uh, about marrying the cop? Yeah, and about how Deja's acting and how she handled the Rashid situation? Um, I can, I can understand it because there's a kid involved. If Deja didn't have a baby... And didn't want to be involved with Rashid still, I could get it. But it's also kind of weird because she knew Rashid didn't do it. So she knew he wasn't guilty. I feel like that's the difference between Deja. <laughs> Deja, Ivy. Ivy knew this man killed homie. Rashid didn't do but it. Rashid was in the game. He was. but he And he had, remember her perspective is, you could have snitched and been out here with me. You chose to take his side instead of your family's side. But that's riskier. I think they should know good and well if he snitched what his life will look like every day out on the streets. Like, I'd rather not snitch and just go and do jail time. I think when you say that, though, then you owe him to be his girlfriend that time. How long did he go in? <laughs> 50 years. So he went in for a long time too. No, bro. I ain't got to wait that long. But I do think Deja was a little, she was a little, she jumped the gun a little too quick. So I feel Nikki. I understood what she did and why she did it. I get it. I took care of this kid at the end of the day. You found a stable black man who was willing to help you and step up and be dad. I get it. I get that. And I feel like she did fall in love with at least the idea of him. But she ain't given no time. She said, oh, as soon as what you... What you waiting for? This nigga in jail. Who did you go to jail? Keep moving, bro. It's a wrap. She waited time enough that the baby was here. He wasn't there for the childbirth. The baby was there. That's at least nine months. <laughs> what are we waiting for? He ain't coming out. He ain't coming out to help. He could have got out on like an appeal or something. I don't think, she, yeah, no. She ain't trash. She was like, oh, I'm, I'm out. The typical single mom who's about to struggle financially and emotionally is not about to just sit and wait on principle when a good man comes into their life with a stable job and willing to step up and be the dad. She's not going to be like, nah, wait two more months and come back. That's not how that goes. She ain't take, she ain't take Brie to go see him. Like, I wouldn't either. It was just a lot. You can video call her. Talk on the phone. You can she, write letters. She'll draw you pictures. I'll mail them to you. They ain't do that either, though. No, I know. That's where I disagree with her. I would at least talk on the phone with him every now and then. She literally was like, this man don't exist. I'm out. <laughs> but also, I could also see it be crippling to talk to the love of your life because their connection was clearly strong. Like, yeah, as soon as she came out, it was like, mm, I'm back. 
And so I can see her saying like, it'll be hard for me to move on with my life if I talk to you on a regular basis. I get that and have experienced that. But I just think at least write letters. Something. And send him pictures of his baby. Like what her mom did. Her mom was in communication with him, send him pictures of Brie. That's true. I would take that role with him. Yeah, her mama was looking out. Yeah. At the end of the day, I really don't know what I would do unless I was in the situation, to be honest. Yeah, I'm going I'm to go with... Uh, would gonna, I have married Bobby the cop? Probably. I'm, I'm going to be like, <laughs> Bobby the cop. That's funny. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I would not. Yeah, I probably real life, I probably would have been like Deja too, though, while I'm playing. Been out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. I think I just would have communicated in some way, shape, or form throughout Bree's life. I would have definitely at least sent him pictures, letters, something. Maybe. Every year. Possibly. Because if I'm going to tell Bree about him, why would I not tell him about Bree? Yeah, no, I feel like I wouldn't have told Bree either. We would have had a whole new daddy scenario somewhere. No. <laughs> like, hey, this dude's your daddy. Oh, no, nothing about nothing else. <laughs> no. I appreciated that she told Bree. First of all, Nikki wasn't going to go for that. Nikki would have told Brie. Yes, super close to Nikki, which I love. Yeah. Um. So if you were Rashid, you get out of jail. This girl has not let your daughter come see you, talk to you, communicate with you. Nothing. You only know about it because the mom is sending you all the stuff. Get out of jail. She's living with the ops. <laughs> it's fake life. Would you be able to forgive Deja? See, you keep making me put myself in these gangster. Yeah, we have to. As women, we have to put ourselves in the man's shoes sometimes or in the other person's shoes. Well, if my man's shoes is in jail, I don't want no parts. Out of jail now. Put your shoes, put your feet in Rashid's shoes when he come home. He has to understand why Deja would not. He could have been out with her. So you wouldn't be able to forgive her? You would be able to forgive her? No, I couldn't. That's a long time to not not let me see my kid. If it wasn't for her mama, he would have been in there just. Yeah. So low, no low. I'd have been pissed. So you wouldn't be smashing her within a week or two of coming out of jail? I, I ain't say that. I ain't say that. Because, I mean, if you got an option to go smash when you first getting out of jail, bro, I'm sure he wanted it. <laughs> He probably ain't had none in the 15 years. I hope not. (laughs) Don't they have those visits? I thought you got to be married to get those visits. Oh, yeah. So, you know. His hand will get the job going. I don't think that works. (laughs) Little porno. I bet he was like, yeah, I remember that. So let me go ahead and get my old thing back, at least for this. You don't think it was emotional? I'm sure it was. As as angry as he might have been with her for, you know, doing all the shady stuff she was doing, I think he still loves her. I think that was clear. He just couldn't get past the rest of it. And the kid from him all those years. Right. Because really that's what it was. He wasn't even talking about like girlfriend boyfriend stuff it was like bro you didn't let me see brie at all damn you married this lame ass nigga. 
Now that I imagine would be hard to forgive. Yeah, like and you, you really, would be married for ops. You really out here married to a cop, and he a buster at that. Like he, that seems suspect to me. He, I wouldn't trust you. He was trash. Yeah, he, he wasn't was. even a good one. He was. Bobby sucked. He was bad. It was bad. Like he, I was reading the book just like oh i can't wait for his character to not be in this book no more <laughs> okay well, wait, put yourself in his shoes and how she handled the situation where she showed up did he have the right to be mad at her for how she handled it in the moment the visitation no in. he no. didn't have the right to be angry no that is that child's father no matter what you say, no matter how long you've been in her life, that is that child's father. Now, for Rashid to just pop up, I get it would be a little concerning. But Rashid, who is perceived to be a murderer, because he doesn't know Rashid didn't do the murder. And as a cop, I bet you just assume. No, they, they all know Rashid didn't do the actual murder. They think he was not a, Bobby. They think he was involved, but they don't think he actually committed it. They just think he was involved. Okay, so the man who was involved in murder pops up to your house unexpectedly. One that's creepy as hell. It is creepy. That was definitely creepy. And I feel like he could have been like, yo, Deja, why he popping up at my house? But this yeah. man took it a whole step further and was like, he not going to be able to see my daughter. Sir, what? In his head, you're a murderer. He's a cop. No. 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 That is that child's father. I would anticipate if I were a cop, especially, and this guy who helped with murder in some way, shape, or form pops up to my house, whether you're the biological dad or not, I would anticipate my spidey senses going up and me feeling like I need to protect my family, so we need to figure this out and not in front of the kid, and we need to have conversations about what this will look like. I do not think I would go to the extreme that he went to, but I understood his perspective. You don't think at beginning during the first meetup. You don't think Deja told him the whole situation? Who cares? Anybody can tell you anything. She's over there love struck. She could But wasn't Rasheed with Deja when all of the stuff went down? Like what he's a cop. Like think of his perspective and what he sees every day. They're usually guilty in his head. He shouldn't he shouldn't have got involved with Deja then. That's real. Like, that's part of it, right? Like, when she tells you this man. But he maybe also assumed you ain't talking to him for all these 15 years. You're probably not going to talk to him when he get out. He didn't assume Thor was about to just pull up to his house unannounced. And it's intimidating because I really feel like Officer Bob has a small penis. And I feel like she <sighs> walks in the room with big, big energy. And so, I don't know. It's a lot to handle. I understood day one why he reacted the way he reacted. Don't you suspected murderer pull up to my house and announce like that. That's not how. That part I understand. It was the rest of it that I just couldn't get with. I think they needed to have a conversation, him and Deja, one off, and then have a conversation with Rashid. And Rashid also should have came correct and been like, I'm out. I'm out. Like, let's talk. Let's figure Yeah, but I still think that husband and wife needs to talk first and then they go talk to Rashid. Yes, but I'm saying had Rashid called Deja or whatever, like, hey, I'm out, she could have been more prepared to handle that situation with Bobby. Yeah. I still think it was her responsibility to be like, Cool, you out, you popped up, you gotta go, because I gotta talk to him first. Right. We'll be in touch. And she did not do that. 
but she don't like Bobby anyway. So no, that's <laughs> so, my fault. So there we go. His whole life in this whole situation, he was a lame from day one. He don't even like him, so that's why she ain't do none of this stuff. And he was a good dad to Bree, which never denied. That's facts. So just out of respect for the dad he has been, you owe him a conversation first and then figure it out with Rasheed. She ain't care about that man. Yeah, it's messed up. She ain't care about him at all. All right, so then we have Bree. We've got the kids in the story. It's Bree, it's Kingston, and Noah. Ivy is like a celebrity stylist or makeup artist. And she has this party to do. And she decides to let Kingston, Noah, and Bree stay at her nice house in Staten Island. And the boys decide to throw a party. They're smoking weed. It's loud in this nice neighborhood. And the cops end up showing up. And who comes home? Deja and Bobby actually come to get Bree early while the cops are there. And the cops are being super racist. So they realize Bobby is a detective. Um, and Deja keeps that party instance away from Ivy. She doesn't tell Ivy, hey, when I showed up to get my daughter from your house, there were cops there. Kids were smoking and drinking and having a party. She keeps that from her which comes up later on in the book. Do you think Deja was wrong for keeping that information from Ivy? Yes. She should have told her because Ivy didn't. Ivy being unaware couldn't handle a situation like she needed to, I think. Yeah. That's a big deal. Your kids and the law, mm -mm. you you have to say something. Yeah. And so then fast forward... Kingston and Bree develop a little crush between each other. And Bree starts lying to her dad, Rashid, and saying, like, you don't have to come get me from practice. I got to ride home from someone else, someone else being Kingston. And one day on their way home, the car stops working again. Mm-hmm. And he gets out. He's looking at the hood of his car. They're in the nice neighborhood within a few blocks of the actual house. And a white man comes out, and he's starting trouble, being a Karen. He's a Kojo. I don't know. (laughs) Chad. He's a Chad. He's a Chad. And he thinks they're stealing this car, or at least that's the excuse he's using for being aggressive with them. He pulls out a gun. They end up getting into, like, a fight, a scuffle. The gun goes off. Kingston ends up beating this white man up. Neighbors are watching. When the cops come, same old story. They think the black guy was actually breaking into the car and injured this poor white guy who's the one that had the weapon, but they immediately think it's Kingston's weapon. You know the story. So we get to the hospital. And Deja was nowhere to be found because she was with Rashid having sex (laughs) when her daughter was calling her. And then Ivy, where was Ivy? Was she with James? I think she was with James on a date. Yeah, with his at his brother's house, right? Yeah. His brother was a chef or something, and they had went to dinner. Exactly. I think so. so everybody's on a date. But in Deja's defense, well, wait. How was Deja with, sorry, pause question. I might want to pause the recording. 
So Bree is trying to contact both her parents. She gets in touch with Bobby. Bobby pulls up. Deja is with Rashid having sex. So they both pull up. And Bobby comes. Rashid, not Rashid. Kingston has been shot and beat up by the cops. He's handcuffed and laid out, like passed out on the ground when Bobby gets there. Bobby already has some preconceptions about Kingston, that he's also a gangster like his dad and not good for his daughter. And then he sees his wife pull up with her ex and baby daddy, all disheveled. So it's like clear they've been having sex and been doing inappropriate things as they pull up together. What do you do if you're Bobby in this situation? If you don't quit asking me what I do if I'm Bobby, Bobby. Or was Bobby justified in his reaction to Rashid, to the cops? Yeah, I could get. I could get Bobby's little, little feelings. Oh, Lil, that man is married. Your wife showed up after cheating on you clearly with her ex. Yeah. And he doesn't know at this point that Bree is the reason Rasheed didn't come pick her up. He's assuming Bree should be with her dad right now. And now my baby's not with her dad. Instead, she's with this hoodlum who in his head has shot this white man on their way home. Like, instead, Rashid's over here digging down my wife. I feel like Bobby was justified in his reaction to that situation. Yes, completely. that situation, I agree. It was Wild out, Bobby. I get it. It would be a lot, but he still has to remember, Bree is the one who called him. You have to be in daddy mode. You have to defuse the situation. You can't make it worse no matter what else is going on because your child needs you, right? Sort of. In his head, my baby's safe and the hoodlum's on the ground, which is what he expects to see. Not saying he's right, but I'm saying he's probably stepping out of daddy mode because he got there and she's safe and she's not the one in handcuffs. But she still needs him. Like She just saw her friend get shot. Now that man's distracted. He just got shot by his wife, basically. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I can't. No, I get his reaction in the moment to his wife, Deja, and his reaction to Rashid. What I did not like is that he automatically assumed Kingston was in the wrong. He automatically assumed the boys in the blue were had him detained rightfully so and had beat him up rightfully so. Like, I wanted him to have a visceral reaction just as a black man in general. Like, what's happening? And get that baby up off the floor. Like, this is a minor. Like, the minor has been beat up. Yeah, but he already thinks all of these terrible things about all of these people who are not from Staten Island where he's from. And he don't like Deja's people. He don't like Ivy. He don't like Michael. He don't like Kingston and Noah because they belong to Ivy and Michael. He yeah. don't like Rashid because he's associated with Michael. Like he just has all of these feelings about all of these people who are not like him. And so there was no way he was going to see this child who is Kingston laid up, beat by some adults who are supposed to be helping the situation. He ain't going to see all of that because he don't care. He a buster. <laughs> Long story short, you do not like Bobby. I don't like Bobby. I do feel him, though, if 
I feel him on the Deja Rashid front. Like I be messed up. That was, that's foul. That's foul for sure. But you know, in the moment, Deja probably wasn't thinking about that bit. She clearly was not. <laughs> she got that old thing back. Yeah, that was jacked up. Like Bobby must not be putting it down. And what I didn't like was like when his baby was crying because Bree was like frazzled and emotional. He couldn't snap out of it enough to just be there for Bree. That's, that's where I'm like, that's enough. That's like, Bobby, Bree called Bobby, right? So like, he shouldn't have, he should have been in daddy mode immediately. Like, he should have felt so good that she called him. He should have felt so good. That's true. But no. But then he probably did piece it together that she probably called her mom and Rashid. And her mom was riding that deep. He was probably the third option. <laughs> so I guess, you know, he's still bad. <laughs> because he was the only one not getting none. He was the only one answering off top. <laughs> Everybody he's else was busy. Well, I guess, you know, my bad, baby, bro. Let's talk about poor Ivy. And she, I think this is when the book took a turn and got real deep for me. Like, it was still fiction, of course, but it felt like it was, it was like a based on real life. Um, it got emotional. So Ivy shows up. Her son is laid out. He has been shot and beat up. And she's like, Bobby, I need you to step in and help. Like, Because she's like fighting the cops to get to him. They're not letting him. Like, in that moment, when you heard that part of the book, what was your reaction? Um... I don't know, because in the moment, there is an emergency. There is care that needs to be given to this kid. The mom is not going to help that situation in that moment. And it's something they probably also did not want her to see. I don't know. They, she, the Tracy Brown did not <clears throat> truly describe in great detail what he looked like, right? <laughs> uh, what, he was laid out face down on the floor, cold. Right. Beat up. Right. But imagine how much worse that would look if you actually were like his mom seeing that up close. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I I feel like in a way they were probably trying to protect her. Also trying to save themselves, if we're being honest. Um, I don't know. I just feel like there were a lot of things that it was just like, I can kind of get both sides. I, if I, if that was my child, I would want to go get my child and save them. But at the same time, at least pick my baby up. Yes, that's what I always have an issue with. Why is this baby still laying here? If y'all hurry up and do something, I feel like my rage as a mom in that moment would have kicked Bobby's ass. Because Bobby, these yo men. And you ain't even trying to oh, figure yeah. out. You like a sergeant or something? Yeah. You're not even trying to figure yeah, out why right. my baby's still laid out and what happened. You're not even having a reaction enough for them to feel like, okay, this is one of our boys in blues, kids. Let's take extra precautions. You already, I already said Bobby a buster. So. He is. But I feel like in that moment, all the rage I want to give to all these other cops, uh, I would be putting hands on Bobby. Especially when he's like, nothing I can do about it. Because he's all salty and bitter because his wife, his wife was riding Rashid. I would have blacked out. 
Yeah, that's true. I, I imagine I would have. She did a great job because I would have blacked out. And I imagine my mama would have blacked out. You've been in jail. Big <laughs> facts. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. That was wild. I was just like, yo, he wild. A whole nother level of anger for Bobby at that point. But it isn't working out. I won't give all the spoilers. But it ends up working out in that... I hate using the word justice because you can't take back like ruining this boy's basketball career, ruining his life and relationship with cops. But right. he, gets, he gets some justice by the end. Oh, yeah. um, and she will get some more justice if there were a second book, I feel like. Yeah, that's Go true. deeper into all the things she's going to get. Um, definitely read the book if you haven't. Um. But what I love is how the story ends up with regard to romance. Oh, we didn't even talk about, um, what's her name? Ziggy. We didn't even talk about Coco and Ziggy. Coco. Um, Coco at all, actually. No. So Coco is Michael's sister, one of his sisters. He's got a sister named Patsy and a sister named Coco. Patsy is still in these streets, and so are her sons. And she's kind of upset with Ivy for moving the boys to Staten Island. The boys love being at their auntie's house and being a little rowdy when they're there. And Coco is the sister that's like, I love my brother, but I understand where you're coming from, Ivy. Get a man. Take a break from going to see him so much. I get it. But Coco is single, and Nikki sets Coco up with a white man in the industry named Ziggy. One, do we like Ziggy? Did you like Ziggy? I was I was all right with Ziggy. Ziggy seemed cool. Seemed with it. Would you date a Ziggy? He was in the music industry, right? Was. Yeah, no, I couldn't date a nah. You wouldn't date a Ziggy? I couldn't date a Ziggy. Not a music industry white boy. Nah, bruh. Now what's wrong with the Ziggy? It's the music industry, Ziggy. He was well off. Successful in the music industry. It's He's just, a rapper. It's just, I know he ain't a rapper. He was a producer or something, right? Yeah. Seems like a lifestyle that my self could not handle. I don't think I could do it. And he white, so that don't help. Got it. I think I could date a Ziggy at this point. Especially because he's in the industry. I feel like it... It's like, I can't remember the man who was with, this is who I imagine Ziggy was. Have you ever watched Compton, the NWA story? Parts of it, not all of it. The white manager or producer, whoever that guy was in like the scenes where the cops were trying to treat them like shit and he was standing up for him. That's who I felt like Ziggy was. That's fair. But cuter. Until they got to the hospital and that whole situation was clearly like, that's not who Ziggy is. What did he do at the hospital? You remember how? So I don't remember exactly what was said in the moment, but uh, Ziggy was there with Coco. Ivy was there. Everybody was there. Everybody was there. Yeah, I remember them describing the story, and it was awkward to describe it in front of him because they yes. were. And yeah. his awkwardness was like, yeah, I'm going to just leave. Like he couldn't stay in it like because it was so awkward for him. So you could tell that he wasn't one of them stand up for you type of white boys to me. Got it. 
That's real. That's a great point. I would have at least gone on the dates that she went on with Ziggy. I would have went on a date. They were so nice. They did. Now, if Ziggy was a rapper, I don't know if I would have took him serious. Like, if he was like an Eminem. Facts. I'm good. But behind the scenes, guy, Ziggy, who treats her like the queen, I could at least go on dates with Ziggy. Not sure I could marry Ziggy. Because I also know in those heated moments, like when we have to deal with unarmed black people getting beat up by cops, my brain might snap on Ziggy as the white boy in the room. (laughs) I ain't there yet with white people. So I'm not sure I could marry Ziggy. I'd have to really be off my hinges and in love with a white boy. Off my hinges. It would have to be that way. Like, I'm in love so much, it's like a drunk feeling. Like, I'm not in my right, my normal mind. It's yeah. the only way I could see it happening. Yeah. Um, but I did like Ziggy a lot. And he was so patient with her because she did pull away from him. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm here for Ziggy. I, yeah, no. Do you feel like you would have to... In that moment, if you were dating the white boy, you're saying he would have to step up and be like, nah, speak candidly in front of me. Like, they were wrong. That's what you would want him to do. You have to be comfortable because there are going to be a million situations that would otherwise not make me uncomfortable that would make him uncomfortable. I bet. Yeah, that's wrong. Like, can you recognize microaggressions? Because you couldn't even handle this little conversation we was having. Okay. That's real. So no, we can't marry white boys. Not to our knowledge right now. Not at the position I am in at this moment. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Okay. I need... I don't know. We gonna have to come with it. Okay. <laughs> Beyond the name Biggie. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's definitely rate this book. Zero to five. How'd you feel about seeing a black female? I enjoyed this book. Um, you know how in some of the other books we read like this, I always be like, the sex was just too much for me. In this book, it was like, fine I can deal with this it was not Mm -hmm. too much it wasn't central to no I didn't even remember having a lot of sex scenes right it didn't which I was like yes there was like story here I really like the book I would give it probably a four and a half probably probably a four and a half I think maybe what did it need to be a five oh I knew you was gonna ask that I'm sorry I'm just not a person that gives out perfect scores very often. Okay, got it. But I would say I just it could have done a little more, maybe. Or maybe I just need to read another one of her books where it's not so much stereotypical dad and black dad in jail type story. I think that's probably the only thing that I was like. It was a great story. Really loved it. Well written. All of that had just enough drama that I like, you know, just enough of the, I can relate to this kind of, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it had all of that, that I like. I just think, I think I just want to read more of her stuff. That's probably, that's, it. that's, that's probably a good four and a half. Yeah. 
I'm going to give it a four because I remember having the visceral reaction to the cop scene. Like, whoa, this came out of nowhere. Like, this was not the vibes of this book. Not like that. That's true. It was surprising. That was aggressive. It was like it was surprising. It was like the author woke up one day and Tracy chose violence. And it was just like, where did that come from? That's right. <laughs> I had enough drama up until this point. I did not need this. Like, mm-hmm. And I actually paused the book for a little bit. Like, I took a day away from the book. Because I was like, I didn't know it was about to get that heavy and trigger uh-huh. those things for me. I needed a second away from this book. I don't know. I don't know if that part was necessary for me. That's that's fair. I think the house party was enough where the cops were about to be a little off the handle and then he showed up. That was enough for me. She could have done something else. That whole little situation was unnecessary to me. Oh, it did not match the rest of the book. I get that. I get that. Uh, it was well written. But it felt like a, what is her name? Angie Thomas, the one who did On the Come Up? Yes. It just felt like we took a chapter from one of her books and threw it on Tracy's book. And it was like, why? We didn't need that. Oh, man. That's yeah. how it felt. Um, so that's where my, it would have been a perfect five if you just stayed in that lane and not randomly switched up at the very end of the book. I think it was, I agree. I can see that for sure. Um, but I also feel like I was expecting something to happen. I was expecting Deja riding on Rashid and Bobby walking in would have been enough for me. (laughs) I mean, like I was expecting something to happen to one of the boys. Agreed, but it could have just been in passing. (laughs) Like Noah went to Patsy's house and got arrested. Cool. I get it. I expected something to happen to them. I didn't want it to derail everybody's storyline and be this, like, no. But it was the thing that brought literally everybody together. I get it. And for movie purposes, it works. Keep it in there. If this is going to be a movie, it works. As a reader, it felt like this is kind of random. This is like, oh, there's another chapter about this? Oh, we're still at the hospital. This is a thing. Yes, that's fair. It's that's fair. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. But it was well written. It just felt disconnected to me. I give you that. So I'd give it a four. I would absolutely read another book by her. I trust her writing. Yeah. It just don't have to have all of that in it. No. The next book, ooh, is Black Under? Yes. Nice. So we've got some poetry coming up on deck. So definitely feel free to download Black Under. Um, what is the author's name again? Ashanti Anderson. Ashanti Anderson, your cousin now. Uh, <laughs> no. We're going to check out Black Under. Dive into some poetry. Should definitely be a good read. We thank you all for listening. Feel free to like and share this episode and leave some comments and feedback underneath. We can get better. We'll see y'all next time. Be safe.